If I hear the year 1975 one more fucking time, I'm going to scream. Sorry, he gets to this net, makes a nice move in across the line, drops it back connected. Can I be fast to shot this goal? This is episode 53 of the Liberty L. I'm Danny Deemer here with Chris Stumpo. As always, Danny, how are you? I'm doing good. It's good to have the Flyers back. Finally, quick, right? Quick little game preview. Yeah, I mean, but like half the team's still out. Bad. <laughs> so, uh, Frost just got taken off the, the list. So, I mean, I know he's not playing, but he just got... This is as preseason as a regular season game yeah. gets. Um, to be honest, like... Win or lose, like I really just feel so neutral about this game. I really don't care. Like I, it's so weird. Like obviously, I'm excited to see the Flyers come back, but if the Flyers lose lose this game or win yeah. this game, I'm taking nothing from it. No, like, absolutely not. I do the fourth line is Morin, Andrew, and Shuzuko. Like, I mean, like, if you take anything from this game, good or bad, I I I don't know what you're doing. The third line is Butterman, Patrick, Kasi. Second line is Raffle, Hayes, Nak. Then the first line is JVR, Coots, Farabee. So. I mean, the first line's stacked. I'm excited to see them go. I mean, those are three guys who have been really good this year. So, This is the preseason game that we never got this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure. I mean, they got to battle through it, man. And I, this game's winnable. Oh, I think the Flyers win this game. Yeah, the Rangers just lost to the Devils team, who, just, just like the Flyers, have not played hockey. I mean, did not play hockey for a long time. And, I mean, they walked in there and they beat the, the Rangers at, I mean, in their own stadium. So, Rangers suck. I'm gonna just say how it is. The Rangers are, have not played good. No, they're like four, six, and three. They suck. They'll probably do what they did last year and go on like get hot late in the year. But like as we've seen with the Flyers in years past, that's just what those mediocre eighth seed teams do. They try to because make up ground is. at the end of the season. And it always maybe they sweep in, maybe they don't. Fuck but I don't see it happening. They've I've dug seen, themselves way too far in this division. I've seen people already start freaking out about Alexi Lafreniere over there. I've seen a couple of tweets past couple of days like oh he only has one goal i mean it is kind of like if, if i'm a rangers fan it is a little like all right what the fuck i mean i get it like the qmjhl is into the nhl is yeah. a hard transition probably the hardest of all junior leagues but it it's still like the his one point was a goal and it was a tap in and overtime so it's like he hasn't he hasn't done anything he really has yeah i, I mean, mean he I, looks good in spurts but yeah like, yeah he's at he's spurts. skating exactly i was just gonna say that I, i've watched a couple of rangers games just throwing him on there and he has dispersed but then other times he looks kind of unnoticeable but i mean it's kind of like the same situation with jack hughes i mean he first year he didn't have the best year and then now he's looking like a very dangerous player you got to be very uh very patient with these kind of kids like you said yeah. the q the qmjhl is a, i mean it's a huge leap i mean that's not really a defensive kind of league and i think he's really learning that that side of the game and while it's kind of like the connecting situation like he connecting is really fo- focusing on defense right now and while he's doing that it's taking away from the offensive ability because he's focusing so much on that side so i think lafreniere although one goal 13 or 14 games whatever it is into his career is is like damn like your first overall pick you want more but at the same time he's gonna be a very good player for a very long time but i definitely see the concern first i mean it is 13 games but i just think this decade we've been blessed with like guys like austin matthews and connor mcdavid who have been taken number one and just come in and dominate dominate the league since day one yeah and it's just that's not always how it goes you know like those are like one once in or once or twice in generation type players and yeah and i think the word franchise player is getting thrown around way too much in the in the recent drafts past 
past like ten years, I feel like every every first overall picks a can't miss prospect. Like, I'd say yeah. every sport too. I don't even think yeah. it's just hockey. No, Where franchise no. gets thrown around a lot. Um, Big time. Yeah, a lot more than it used to. I'd say there's there's a there's not a lot of franchise players in the league. There's really not. Like you could probably count like ten of them. Like truly, truly franchise players. Yeah, like guys that about, you would yeah. look at and be like, I would one hundred percent build around one. Like, yeah, like, he's like there's no questions. Yeah. And I think Carter Hart is that guy for the Flyers. I really do. Provy and Hart are in that conversation for me. I saw a lot of talk today on the on the timeline about like calling in for a, a Jack Eichel trade. I, I I think Mike Mikey on Twitter we uh we interacted with him a little bit. He was talking about it, like would you call? I thought I saw him and Charlie talking about it, and absolutely, like, like absolutely. you absolutely call for a guy like Jack. Jack Eichel, but fuck Patrick Line. You get Jack Eichel? Are you kidding me? Absolutely, you, USA kid. But the, my first thought about tr- possibly uh, possibly trading for Jack Eichel, Charlie said it right away. Was you don't want that situation to turn into a a, a, like a young Giroud two point where you flip everything you have for a guy like Jack Eichel, then he comes here and he's playing with nothing. I mean, it's the same situation. Like you don't want that to happen. But I would definitely entertain a lot of picks and a lot of uh, young prospects for a guy like Jack Eichel. I would. 100%. You always call for a guy like that. Well, like, what does that package look like? Because, like, are we giving up a lot of, like, it, NHL caliber players now? Or do they want, like, assets, like, picks Yeah, that's the, and it's, maybe prospects? Because picks and prospects at the end of the day, like, isn't hurting our current cup window. No, I, I got to think it would start with, with Coots and then Provorov, right? I mean, if they're, it, if they're... I think it's looking, definitely starting with Coots. Yeah, yeah, if they're not looking to, for whatever reason, I don't know why they would, but if they're looking to like just gain assets and draft picks and i mean we could obviously do that in a heartbeat but if they're looking for active players to to, to come back and and play there it would definitely start with coots definitely start with pro rob but i don't know I, I would hope they would just ask for prospects to be honest because we have a, a shit ton of those and a shit ton of draft picks but take them yeah hey gonna third there's no way they wouldn't be like okay that's the the conversation starting at Couturier and and, and Provorov, but you know what I just realized? What? And like I feel like I like we always bring up about the value deals that we have on this team a lot and how we have to win now, mm-hmm. but like Provorov, Hart, and Couturier all together against the cap combined for eleven point eight million. Uh, not that's uh, the backbone of this team. So like that is that's just awesome. Not soon though. <laughs> not soon. Yeah, yeah but but they, that's the beauty of this current window that we have is that we got to make the most of it. And that's why I understand the frustration of people going like, Oh, why are we, why is Chuck holding out for the expansion draft? Let's fucking make some moves right now. And it's like, it's just gotta be the right ones. And you just gotta, you gotta time them right. The trade deadline, something, I don't know. That's a question that Tim just asked us about the, uh, he's like, am I the only one completely sick of the, the expansion draft and it hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> I feel like it's. So now, like, I feel like we've been talking about Seattle and the expansion draft for like five years now. It feels like. Yeah, and it's almost getting to the point now where, like, the expansion draft. I, I don't. I don't really give a fuck about it because I just. I think they're <laughs> gonna take JVR a lot, and, and it's like either one of those guys. It, yeah. I, I'm. I've come to terms with it accepting a loss. Yeah. No. I. It, it's. I mean, at this point, would would JVR? I mean, you talked about it on the last episode. Would JVR leaving? Would that be a loss? Because, like, in the long run, that's what everybody wanted, not even, like, 
two, two, three months ago, I mean, including us, if you're still able to get that kind of contract off the books and, and, and able to put that money somewhere else, I think it would be it'd be huge. I mean, like you said, this is best-case scenario for Chuck Fletcher possibly. Yeah, without compensating too. Yeah. So, like, it's a situation where you get rid of JVR's deal without having to trade and salary dump picks like mm-hmm. the, like the Laterra deal. And it's also you don't have to compensate Seattle. It, it, would, it would seriously be beautiful. I, yeah. I mean, hopefully – I mean, JVR, hopefully JVR keeps up this play for multiple reasons. I mean, for the the team on the ice, obviously you want JVR to do well. You root for him. But then at the same time, you look at him and you're like, hopefully you can. I mean, a year ago, you're not trading JVR away. I mean, you're not getting rid of JVR like straight up. I mean, people, just teams aren't taking that contract. And if he, if he keeps this up, Seattle would probably definitely be either deciding between him, NAK, or Lots for sure. That sucks to think about. It does, yeah, and I think that's why Chuck Fletcher didn't go out and get a big fish in the market. Because if if he did, if that was the case, like if he got someone on defense, then like one of Myers or Sandheim probably would be exposed, and mm-hmm. it's it just the the complications of it all. So like I understand the frustration, but although, Chuck's got to play him. Although that this lineup is obviously not not our lineup, there are some like cool storylines to look at. I mean, you got David Casa. He I mean, he had one goal, two assists in his last game against Hershey. He assisted on uh he scored the OT winner. Save Wisdom assisted on it. He had an awesome game too. I have been seeing his name everywhere this year. Wisdom? He, uh Wisdom and Casa and, actually. And, I mean, Casa was playing number 1 center minutes. I th- I don't know where he was playing exactly. Alex Appleyard's been all over it all off. He was playing good too, right? Yeah, like, very he's well. He's been putting really up well. points over there. He came over with the Phantoms. He's been playing really well over there. So I'm really excited to see him. He scored his first NHL goal last year against the Ducks off of Sanheim and Morgan Frost. Beautiful assist. So it's a one story to, storyline to look at. Morin's back. That's a heavy fourth line. Him, Andrioff, and Shizuko. Shizuko and Andrioff are two guys who love to throw the body. So it's a heavy fourth line. I mean, the, the people who have been screaming for like fights and, and, and heavy hits and sticking up for teammates, I mean, you got three guys right there who will absolutely do that. So I'm really looking at those three guys to possibly get into a fight tonight. Honestly, I think it might happen. I look at that line and I'm like, yeah, let's just have some fun tonight. Yeah. You know? yeah like, <laughs> let's not take things if too I'm seriously. AV, I'm grabbing those three guys. And I'm like, just go out there and play hockey, man. Like, go out there and have fun. Throw your body, throw the body, fight if you have to, stick up for teammates. Like, play, play <laughs> gritty. Play gritty. Gritty. And go out there and have fun. The defense, although bronze out, it's it's not that bad, bro. Proverb Myers, finally, we get to see them finally play together. It's been. An off-season topic that hasn't happened. I mean, it didn't happen in training camp at all. So it's the first time that they're going to be. Why know, is that? Why is know. that? Why did it take so long to, to to see what these two can do? I I really don't. Know. I I've, Av one one thing that I've noticed, and I, I'm going to back this up with a, a little bit more evidence, is that like sometimes whatever the general consensus is amongst like the fan base and the writers and like the media members, he he sometimes just throws curveballs. I've noticed that, and I don't know if he does it on purpose or if it's just. 30 years in the league, he knows he's big brain and stuff that we don't know about. But last year, I remember when we got Niskanen in, in going into camp, he was paired with Sanheim. And I remember, like, before the camp started, we were on the podcast talking about how uh, Niskanen and Provorov, even like everyone was talking about Niskanen and Provorov, and how, like, the, finally, this is a good veteran piece to pair with Provorov. Mm-hmm. But then going into camp, he, he, he says, F that, he scratches that, and then puts him with Sanheim for all of camp and to start the year. And it was, I remember it was just so weird. It was a weird curveball. But then he eventually obviously played with Pro Rob yeah. and became that veteran piece. But this isn't the first time he, like that this has happened. I don't know. It's some, something weird that I've noticed. Oh, 
maybe he wants the the, the, the two players to, to gain confidence. I mean, maybe he, he wanted to, like, distribute the two guys instead of putting them together. I mean, you look at a guy like Niskin and Provorov, they're two, like, just, just steady defensemen. So maybe he was looking to, to pair Sandheim with, with Niskin and try to get, like, the same thing he got from Provorov last year out of Sandheim, but just didn't like what he got. So he just decided to switch it up a little bit. But, yeah, it's a, it's a little weird trend that he, he's going a little bit. But or maybe it's like him going, like, yo, you're still – young kid in this league like you guys so you gotta prove yourself if you want top pairing minutes maybe yeah. it's that yeah, maybe, that maybe it's like you're not just gonna be given this this top pair spot just because Niskan didn't retire like you gotta earn it so i don't know maybe plus myers did get hurt early in the season so that probably didn't help his chances of moving up in the lineup to to play with pro Rob, so definitely hey gustason is the third pairing that definitely worries me defensively because i don't think i mean Gustafson, arguably, he's been better, I think, the last couple of weeks since his first couple of games as a flyer, this awful play. I think he's been yeah. better. I mean, that's not saying he's good defensively, but he's definitely been better than before. Uh, yeah, you knew it wouldn't be, like, as bad as it was, you knew it wasn't going to be that bad yeah. forever. Like, I, everything was going wrong for him in the defensive for, zone, it felt like. I forget what, what team it was against. It's, it's my, my, mind, my mind's cloudy right now. It was the the play where he just, he just got completely taken over with that bouncy puck in in the slot. I forget what game it was, but it was that that that, that was the play where I'm like, okay, he needs to sit for two games and just reevaluate everything and, and then jump back into it. He he definitely has looked better since then, but that that, that pairing scares me a little bit, Danny. So hey. going into tonight, you got a prediction? Uh I don't know if it's a hot take, but I do, I do think the Flyers win this one, even though they're dealing with all this 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 COVID lineup. The the Rangers are a lot more healthier than them right now, but I do think we could come out with a win. I, I that's my hot take. It, I think we win too, and just because I think the, the teams that even though our lineup looks looks shot, the, the the teams that come back from the COVID stoppage have always seemed to be fresh for some reason. I don't know what it is, but like I've bet on a lot of hockey games this year. And I've bet on team, teams that get delayed because of the COVID for like a week, like their season gets postponed. I always bet their first game back, and they have won every single time. I swear to God. Smart, They've won every I single time. I bet against the Devils when they came back against the fucking Rangers. I was one one leg away from winning a really big parlay, and that, that's the, the Rangers game fucked me. That was the Devils' first game back? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, Because yeah, I was saying, I was like, Devils... I mean, they're a young team. They're a good team, but I mean, that was I was like, they haven't played in two weeks. The Rangers have been playing hockey. They've been playing like close hockey too, so they're a little bit more established. And then they they just got wiped. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I, so annoying, dude. Going into this year, I thought the Rangers were going to be better than the Devils. Not the case. The De- the Devils are actually a formidable, more formidable opponent than the Rangers and, are on most nights. And they're playing without Nico too. Dude, I I don't know what has gotten into them. They were a train wreck last year, uh, but they've started off okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's just that early too. season. Yeah, uh, his contract is still atrocious. Yeah, it's still awful. Yeah, hopefully it's just that early season, like the Arizona, like, like the Coyotes do every year. They look good for the first. Yeah, Buffalo games. too. Buffalo too. Yeah, Buffalo looks like looks like they can win the Stanley Cup the first ten games every single year, and then they just go into the abyss, and you just don't hear from them. <laughs> But then, but, but then you pull up their stats, and Jack Eichel's got 125 points. So you're like, what the fuck? Poor yeah, dude. really. Poor kid. I want to talk about the power play real quick, because obviously with all the lineup changes, the power plays are very different. Mm-hmm. Power play one, I think you might fuck with, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick's on the left wall. JVR's net front. Couturier's on the right wall. Farabee's the bumper. Then you got Gustafson on the point. So 
I like that. Oh, that's going to be so fun. Listen, listen, I love watching Claude Giroux on the power play that I have for so long, but there's 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 something in you that when you've watched something for so long, you want to see something new. You want to see new looks. Yeah. And this is just going to be fun. This is just going to be fun to watch Patrick in that spot. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm here for it. Uh, he, yeah, I mean, we've seen him do it. I mean, I saw him do it in Brandon. Does it on the power play two at times? It's, it's really exciting. Him and him feeding Couturier could be kind of dirty tonight, honestly. Power play two. You got Hayes on the left wall, Raffles net front, and then you got Nak and Casa were apparently altering shifts on the bumper, and then Provorov was on the point, and then Ghost is on that right wall. So if you want Nak and Ghost to to start doing some one timers on the power play, then you probably put Nak in the bumper spot. But then again, if you want Hayes to to be feeding Casa in the slot, then you probably put Picasso in the slot and let him and Hayes do some one tees. Did you say Raffles net front? Mm-hmm. I'm betting Raffle first goal. <laughs> and that's well, my prediction. That's my prediction for this. As this soon as I saw it, Dan, episode. as soon as I saw that he's playing net front on the power play, and I was like, I might fucking bet Raff goal, honestly. Dude, his odds are crazy. Is it? Yeah, I might throw it into my parlay. My next parlay, honestly. Fuck it. Dude, let's go. I- I'm excited for this game. Me too. Just, just, just for the pure, like, uh, like whenever it, hockey stopped, I was sitting there, like, just like when it stopped the first time, like, well, all right, well when is it going to come back? Mm-hmm. Like, the uncertainty of it, like, it could be a week, could be two weeks, it could be the whole league could shut down for a month. You never know. It's just good to get it back. Yeah. It's, and I mean, it's we've back. missed playing. I mean, we've watched, we've missed watching hockey for so long just to get it back, no matter, I mean, who's playing. It's the Flyers hockey. I'm excited to get back to it. I think we win tonight. I really do. Some notes going into the game. They're going with six forwards. They're still out with they're still without Giroux, Vorchek, TK, Lindy, Law, and Braun. Morgan Frost just got taken off the list, but he's still recovering from shoulder shoulder surgery. So another night where it would have been uh, another yeah. like opportunity for him to just honestly I was gonna take bring that on up. such a big role. It would have it, like, it, it's such a shame. It really is. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a huge loss, man. I mean, he was gonna be a part of this team this year. Get well, Morgan Frost here, bro. <laughs> Nobody on the COVID list was going to play on the Tahoe game. So it's it's going to be this roster playing against the, what is it, Boston? No, 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 the Rangers, right? Yeah, I hope it's not Boston. Yeah. Boston. I got to say, like, I'm done with Boston, dude. I don't even want to see them no more. Like, every, every time I see that on the schedule now, I'm just going to be like, ugh, every single time. Every time. I mean, Boston but, was one of the teams that they were talking about to replace us, I think. That's why I said Boston. No, reversing Boston in the game. So I think the Rangers. I mean, would, Rangers. Would I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm fucking up right now. <laughs> the Rangers were, were <laughs> uh, potentially the ones that were going to replace us, but that's not happening as of right now. So. So that's a go, right? Yeah. Like as we're, of right we're locked now. in. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Chuck Fletcher said, as as he knows, it's it's a go. He's a, they're in close contact with with Daly. So as of right now, yeah, they're they're playing. It's beautiful too. You see the picture I sent you? I retweeted. Yeah, it. I did. Yeah. Absolutely is, beautiful. Is our lineup still gonna be really shot for this game? Yeah, no, yeah. Nobody's playing on nobody on the on the list is playing in this game. Yeah, every already every already said a couple days ago. You, got, you know that that's a big hit for NBC too. That, that's the NHL like they, they don't like to see that. But A V also made some great points. I mean, players that wanted more more, more playing time like Fairby or they're gonna get it. Okay. Absolutely, Fairby is going to be a huge part of this team the next couple games. So I'm excited to see what they do with the opportunity. Excited to see what these young kids do with the opportunity. Moran's going to be playing a couple games for us this now. I mean, uh, we called it in the beginning of the year. There's going to be some point in time where he was going to factor into 
to this season, and we're seeing it now. Morin is going to be playing some fourth-line minutes for us, and I'm excited to see him. Like, I need him to fucking fight somebody, bro. I, I hear about how good of a fighter is, fighter he is. I know he challenged Matt Martin in that Islanders game, but like, I need to see him fight someone, man. Yeah. Like, and you know what else I need? I need a big-ass hit. Like, we like we have guys on this team like NAK and stuff like that, uh, like just like snarly guys that like finish their checks and we're like but i want a guy to just run someone over one of these i games. think you're gonna get it like i dude that fourth line is a heavy fourth line it's not the most skilled don't get me wrong but it's a heavy fourth line so i'm, I'm looking for energy i'm looking for like choppy little plays towards the net like just get the get the puck on net kind of plays on that fourth line and I, i'm really excited to see them play even though it's not the most skilled line I want to throw some quick prospect things at you. So, Wisdom. All right, this is recency bias for me. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But if things keep getting this depleted and depleted, is there a chance we could see him play in one NHL game this year? Yeah, I mean, if things keep getting as depleted as they are right now. I mean, I know Matthew Strom is the is the player that is. I think, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people are having fun with that one today. So uh, Yeah, did you see that? He's, yeah, that's... he's the player the fandom selected. I mean, the Flyers selected to... What is it on the taxi squad now? Yeah. So, yeah, I if, if this – I mean, hopefully, God, God forbid, we don't want this to continue, but hopefully that, that was the, the last of the exposure. But if this continues, then, yeah, I, I think you could – I mean, I don't think the Flyers as an organization would ideally want to see him playing NHL minutes right now. I think they would – I think they're thrilled with what he's doing in the AHL, and I think that's just a plus in the book already for them. So, I think they just want him to ride it out in the AHL as long as he possibly can. But, yeah, I mean, if things keep continuing, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind it. That'd be fun. That would be that would be sick. And that would only be something that could ha could have happened this year under these circumstances. And that's exactly the kind of, like, storyline and opportunity A.V. was talking about that we were just saying. Youngest and, player um, in – I'm sorry, youngest player in Phantoms history, 18 years old. <sighs> Crazy. Dude, I, from what I'm hearing – even the games where he didn't put up points, he he looked really good. No, like he was still playing. buzzing around the ice. Even in training camp, Jordan Hall said it a bunch of times. Like he did not look out of place at all for an 18-year-old rookie who just got drafted. Like, that's pretty scary, dude. dude he, from what I'm hearing, he's just one of them guys that plays the right way and yeah. gives it his all and he's got doesn't hands, take bro. any bullshit he on the ice. He has hands. He's got silky hands in that front. Scored 29 goals last year. I'm here for it, dude. I'm if you could get an NHL game, that would be sick. Cam York had a three-assist game, right? Yeah, he did. He Early got weekend. nominated as the second star, the Big Ten second star. I saw uh, on Twitter, Big Ten made like a big little little collab video for him, so it was pretty cool to see. Yeah, he's been on fire. Absolutely on fire. Recorded three assists in the 5-1 win on Saturday. Helped out on a – had a one assist on the loss on Sunday. And then he led Michigan and the Big Ten with four points on the weekend. Four points. He's the second star of the Big Ten this year, uh, this this week, I think. So, like, we talked about going into the year, like, the steps Cam York needed to take in his progression in order to play mm -hmm. professional hockey, maybe at the very tail end of this year or beginning of next year. And it all started with the World Juniors and how he needed to show out and have a great tournament. We weren't expecting him to be the captain, and he was mm -hmm. the captain. He's no. the first guy to pick up the, the trophy at the end of the tournament. Um, yeah, Cam York has, has exceeded all of the steps that we've wanted him to take, and I think what he's doing now is just icing on the cake. It reminds me of Farabee towards the back end of his college. Like, it's just yeah. they know he's going to be in the NHL soon. He's just yeah, kind of finishing his ride out. 
Yeah, he's playing professional hockey next year, Dan. Whether that's with the Flyers or whether that's with the Phantoms, I don't I don't see what he has more to gain playing in playing in college. I mean, he's he's checked off every box that we laid out for him in the offseason. Every single box that we needed him to do, he, he he's done it and he's done more than that. He he's been awesome this year, man. That's a fucking player we got in our hands. Holy shit. <laughs> like I, I just can't wait to – I hope we could go to the, the camps next year. I really do. I mean, the NHL season is on for, like, at least two more months after the, the college. I mean, the college season ends in March, like mid like – early March, I think. And, I mean, obviously – so we'll see with that. I mean, I don't know if they're uh, – is Michigan in the – I mean, they're definitely in the playoffs right now, right? So we'll see where they go with that. But When does the AHL season end? No, uh, that's what I meant. The AHL season is is on for like two more months after the the college season. I saw a tweet on Twitter a couple of days ago, so I was like, oh, oh. that's a, that's pretty interesting because you could definitely see Cam York sign his ELC after college, depending yeah. on how that ends. I mean, I don't know what Cam York wants to do personally. I mean, he could go want he he could go back want to go back there for a third year. I don't know, but Joe Fletcher's already come out and said that he does not see York being a four-year guy, so I don't see him staying there. Oh, no way, no way. So we'll see. We'll see. It's exciting. Yeah, another opportunity that is created from this just wild card of a year. Like, that doesn't happen in a normal year. Like, like the season would never start in January, and the AHL Mm -hmm. one would never start in February to allow these timelines to, like, normally it would be, like, NHL in October, college would be, like, late November, and then by the time college was wrapping up, NHL and AHL were wrapping up pretty much, and like they already have their lineup set for the playoffs and dude that would be so cool no. that really would be if he signed his elc and then then join the yeah, fans he could play a uh, pro hockey right now absolutely, absolutely. he absolutely could. could play pro hockey right now i don't even in fact know. i would i would like for him to get into it like sooner rather than later <laughs> to get adjusted to that that pace that tempo and i think college hockey really sets you up well for the ahl i think we saw that with Farabee too like college hockey, more than any other, more than any other like junior league, the NCAA prepares you the most. I I believe. Yeah, I I just need him to pick up his pace sometimes a little bit. Sometimes it looks like he's gliding a little bit too much. <laughs> but and he's gonna need that in pro hockey kind of game. But absolutely, I think he could play pro hockey right now if he wanted to. Let's see where that the rest of the college season goes. But definitely look out for Cam York ELC towards the end of this season. So Rangers finally get the versus the Rangers. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say, my, I was like, when have we have like we haven't versus the Rangers at all this year? And finally, they they come up. Oh, uh, you know what else sucked? Not being able to versus Washington again. I love yeah, games versus against Washington. You you've been mentioning that a lot recently. Danny loves games against Washington. They're just fun. I feel like they're fun. Every time we go to their building, we put like seven, at least five up. At least every time, like we we can score. Their goaltending is. It definitely took a hit with Holtby going. Uh, is not good. No. And I love games against the Capitals. Um, like, Alex Ovechkin had w- one of the best games of the season. And he still lost. And he still lost. Like, it, it's it's crazy. All right, we got, about, fun. we got about three minutes left. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh thing real quick and then give our predictions. <laughs> got to talk about the Pittsburgh thing. It's Pittsburgh Go ahead. Fun. I'm so sick of hearing 1975, bro. Like, we weren't even a thought it's lazy. back then. It's like, lazy. It's lazy. I don't give a fuck about 1975, dude. You know what it reminds me of? Like, what? it's the same thing as, like, when... Like, you ever see those, like, Flyers fans post those, like, memes from, like, 2011? Where it'll be, like, crybaby Crosby. And <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like a baby image. And it's, like, Crosby face. On yeah. the, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's just those old, corny, shit-talking memes. That's the Penguins version of us going, like... 
oh, Cro- Sydney, like with a C, Crosby. Like that's like, yeah. or Crosbitch. Like it's the same <laughs> thing. It's just it's corny. Like Penguins fans, like serious in tune Penguins fans that like like have always loved hockey. Like just love like the whole NHL, like just hockey in general. Probably like think that's corny. Just like we think 1975 is corny on yeah. our end. You have to. It, it's, it's a joke. So tiresome. Like we know, bro. We know more than anybody. Like trust it me. might hurt my dad's feelings, <laughs> not mine. Like, I wasn't a fucking alive back. I'm not gonna give a yeah, fuck about yeah. 1975, bro. Exactly. Like I didn't have to deal with like like I didn't have to deal with most of the heartbreak of my franchise's history. Say two, I, I didn't have to deal with it. Say 2010, and I might I might cry. <laughs> like yeah, that's better than that. That strikes a nerve. Yeah, that, that strikes, strikes a nerve. A nerve. I, how old were we? Nine, ten. I, I vividly remember sitting on my couch watching that. I remember I was sitting there watching. It was just a it's a very faint memory. And I don't know why. But probably like the set the second biggest sports heartbreak I, I like or the second like first. Yeah, I mean Howard, sports heartbreak I've faced in my life. Howard getting hurt after that out against what the Giants that was. Uh, that, that was the Cardinals. The Cardinals. That was heartbreaking, yeah. bro. Oh, oh yeah, that one hurt. Wasn't but, was that 2011 though? 20, was it? I don't know. I don't really remember. I th- well, the, it was a bad stretch. So, 09, Phillies Dang. lose the World Series of the Yankees. Broke my heart. 2010, Blackhawks, Flyers, ah, broke my heart. 2011, Achilles, broke my heart. 2012, Flyers, Devils, Drew gets suspended. We we get bounced after winning game one. Colville, Chuck, Daggers. Are, like, yeah. that was a bad stretch. Bad stretch, bro. <laughs> bad stretch. Then the lockout. Oh, my God. Missed but, the playoffs. Shit. Like, coming from a franchise that has been gifted for uh, – Star elite players. I mean, Lemieux, Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Flurry, Yager. Like, how many, how many stars have the NHL given these people? I mean, g- given this franchise to not go bankrupt. I mean, while they're penny pinched in 1975, we're winning back to back cups. So, like, like, I don't understand the 1975 thing. It's so fucking annoying, bro. It it really is, and you just made a fantastic point. And it really is the point. It's like those fans that say 1975. Well, it's like, dude. I mean, if we, if we had like the generational talents that you had, of course we would win. Like I, I would hope you would win a fucking cup. You have the, you had the best player in the league for the last 15 years with until Malkin. Connor. Yeah, with another best player in the league. There were times where Crosby would get injured and Malkin would play arguably better than Crosby was playing. <laughs> yeah. Like it was a fucking joke. <laughs> like you better win a cup with that, and then you trade it for Phil Kessel, and like you dude. had. Uh, you better on, win. On top of Malkin and Crosby, they got like Latang. They got Flurry. They got these fucking Matt Matt Murray came in for the two year stretch. What like played absolutely elite goaltending. How many times was Orpic just just? Cl- I mean, he wasn't the most skilled player, but he was just an annoying player to fucking play against. And I'm not even fucking playing the games. I couldn't imagine actually playing in them. Fuck, dude, I hate Pittsburgh so much. Kunis really was a little douchebag. Like Kunis. the list just goes all on, dude. Dupuis, all of them, dude. Fuck them. Talbot for when Seriously. Talbot for when he was with Pittsburgh, fuck him. When he was with us, I fucking loved him. But like, 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 I, like you better win. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't have Crosby and Malkin, dude. I'm bitching about Jake Voracek turning the puck over. Like, I'm sorry, bro. Like, you better win <laughs> if you have Sidney Crosby. Yeah, dude, it's that Vor- simple. Voracek had one 80 point season, and I, I went nuts. Like, you got Crosby and Malkin for exactly. and we still my beat that ass most life, of the time. Bro. My it's entire crazy. lifetime, I've been fucking Crosby and Malkin. The fuck out of here. And we've still owned the Penguins. Like there were there were seasons where we were so mediocre, vying for an AC spot, but we would go into Pittsburgh and still whoop the Penguins' ass let's, every time. Let's talk about Pittsburgh Penguins after seventy one and uh, and and Crosby retire. Seriously, after seventy one and eighty seven retire, where's Pittsburgh at? They have no. They don't have prospects. They don't have 
draft capital. They, they traded away to get guys like Phil Kessel and all yeah. these. Uh, fuck them, bro. Like, fuck Pittsburgh. I, th- I don't think 71 finishes a penguin. I no, think Hextall is definitely the type of guy yeah. to, to get rid of him. Um, I saw a couple of things where they were looking to trade Crosby, but I don't think there's any way. I, th- I think that's just a new GM room and mill kind of thing that, that, that you're going to see. I don't think Mark yeah, Crosby's going to go anywhere. You, you just can't. You just can't. It, it reminds if, me of like the whole Tom Brady thing. Like The Penguins would have to sit back and watch. I'm telling you, if they trade him, they're going to have to sit dude, back and watch so, that guy hold the fucking cup It up. would be so Ron Hextall, though. It'd be vintage Ron. It'd be done Ron Hexler that we would remember. It'd be Ron trading away Malkin, and then we and then we'd all react to that. And then could you imagine him coming back like a couple of days or like a, a week later, and just getting rid of Ma- uh, Crosby for for draft picks or and young studs? Like it'd, it'd be such a Hexler thing to do. I mean, hopefully he's learned. Hopefully not. Hopefully he hasn't learned from from Philly and just does that. Fuck it. I think Hexler like would want to do that, but I think like Mario and me yeah. would be like, you just can't. And Burke. Yeah, even, yeah, Burke, Burke would even be like... Burke, you, 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 Burke's going to fucking keep him level-headed, 100%. I think so. I would hate Crosby so much less if he went to like a, a place like Colorado. I could see Crosby playing in Colorado. If he went there, I would hate him so much less. Yeah, I really would. It's like the same thing with Tom Brady. Tom Brady left the Patriots, and I really don't have like hatred for him. Yeah. It's just not the, like, it was just like that I, Patriot logo that you hated on him. Yeah, it was 2004. It's, it's the whole it's the that, cheating scandals. It's... That Everything that comes logo I hate, bro. Because when Crosby's playing for Team Canada, I'm I'm sitting there enjoying some hockey. But when he's sitting there playing for the Penguins, I'm like, ugh, fuck this, dude. I hate this fucking team. <laughs> Predictions? Before we get off, this is at 32 minutes. Um, for ten. When when do you think we'll be back? Do you think we'll be back before Tahoe or after Tahoe? Let's do let's do after Tahoe. All right. So I'm gonna predict the next two games. I think the Flyers win this game. I think they win it five three tonight. Um, goals. I'm gonna predict Raffle and JVR to strike tonight. Those are two. I don't know. Two. Two. Just guy. I feel like JVR is feeling it. I'm putting a bet in for him to score, and I just think Raffle on the power play net front is gonna get one. Ooh, Tahoe game. Spicy. I think we lose. Yeah, it's Boston. So. Uh, big stage. I mean, like we there, we lost. We've only won one outdoor game, and that game like we had to grit it out and win it in OT. No yeah. way we win with this lineup. It would be so Flyers to lose tonight and then go out and then beat Boston with a. I, with and that's a, what's gonna happen with the COVID nineteen. That's exactly what's gonna happen now. Yeah. Because because whatever we say. If I were a betting man, happen. that's what I put my money on. That's just what the Flyers love to do to you. They they love to just put you on that roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> dude, dude, there's been so many times where like the Flyers would win like a couple games straight and we're like, all right, like that. Like I remember uh, after the Penguins series, we're like, all right, Buffalo, they they should take both of these. First game, they get spanked, spanked. like six one, and I'm sitting Bang. there like, dude, my reading was fucking wrong. <laughs> like yeah. My, my yeah, my litmus test was wrong. I, I have the same prediction as you. I think we win tonight, and I, th- I think we lose that game against Boston. So I do think we'll it'll be a good game though. I'll say that the game against Boston. I, I just like the last two games. I mean, I feel like we've we've actually found our footing against Boston and. Hopefully it's not a blown lead loss. I mean, it, it, it really helps getting, really helps getting Couturier back. I'll tell you that much. And you know what else helps? I see a lot of people talking about like you know, you're gonna learn, have to learn how to beat Boston. Playing them eight times, the fact that they've beat us the like if this was a normal year, we would play them four times, to- those four times, and we would be zero and four against them on the season series. And if we had a first time in the playoffs, then that would be the narrative. They're zero yeah. and four again. We have a chance now to like to get more reps against them. And more, and just learn like that's what that's that's what we say when we say don't freak out like the season's so freaking long and when you're versing the same teams you really just gotta 
it's it's going to become down to who gets hot and who figures out who, when it all clicks yeah, at the right absolutely. time. Absolutely, it, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you start slow. I mean, if you finish hot, that's all that matters. I mean, look at the Blues; they won a cup doing the same thing. I'm not I'm not saying all that, but it just matter when you get hot. And yeah. Flyers just are steadily, steadily getting better as the games are going, for sure. But this is this has got to we got we got to wrap this one up. Got to let the people listen to it before the game starts. So that's been episode 53 of the Liberty L. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Liberty L. Follow me at TLY Danny. Follow Stumps at Chris Stumps. And finally, Flyers Hockey is back. Go Flyers. Go Flyers, baby. Let's go.